it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keeps Shabazz, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Doing good, my friend. How's everything going for you? Well, lots to talk about. <laughs> uh, okay, so obviously the big news this week is it was Declarapalooza in terms of running for governor. I think it was more of a declarathon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, okay, so obviously Mike Braun had already filed the paperwork, but he had not publicly declared he was running for governor this seems like a terrible rollout for him what say you well um unfortunately uh because i had court the other day i could not make uh mike braun's announcement at a big expensive steakhouse nothing yes. says common man of the people like a big expensive steakhouse which 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 here's my thing about uh him doing it at uh prime 47 now i understand why he did it at prime 47 because Prime 47 is owned by uh, a, a good friend, Urzal Amir. Oh, so there was a check at the end of that rainbow on all likelihood. Well, uh, the building is owned by Urzal, and I'm assuming, Mike, those guys needed a place to have their news conference. Oh. And with the way Prime 47 is sort of set up, there's the restaurant part, then there's like sort of like the banquet part. Uh-huh. And then the banquet part, you can host, because I've been to events there before, like fundraisers in the whole nine yards. You can do your events, and like the fundraising part, in the, in, the, in the banquet part of Prime 47, not necessarily the, the restaurant. Ah. So so I so I get that. Um, still though, it doesn't help that if you're first of all you're already wealthy, which is which is not a crime. Hell, I'm all for. I'm trying to get there myself. You love the rich people. Oh yes, of course. And the rich people love me. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how much in about a nobody, month or so. Nobody does favors for the rich people like you. Yeah, now, yeah. We'll see in about a month or so. I'm start returning some of those favors. Um, but 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 what's interesting is though is that. I'm not sure if I would have announced my Senate run in the place where the stakes are 100 bucks a pop. Uh-huh, yes. That, that to me, was I, was, I was, I haven't had a chance to sit and, and talk about it because I want to ask, like, why did you decide to do it at Prime 47? You know, at, and you had 70 donors and supporters show up, which is fine, but it just, it just struck me as a bit odd. Because wouldn't you say you're a U.S. senator, so clearly you have infinite contacts and people, you know, you're a, a, uh, a small restaurant of some sort locally owned somewhere or uh, you know a, 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 a small business that does have some some as you said the capacity to hold x amount of people like wouldn't that i mean you have basically every person in the state that is a republican of some sort at your disposal couldn't you have done better than the big expensive steakhouse i'd have probably done it maybe like if i'm going to do it in the downtown area I probably done it at Shapiro's. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That that uh, that's interesting. Okay. So he's in. We already knew he was in. Uh, and then the same day, Suzanne Crouch, Lieutenant Governor, 
announced she was in, although we already knew she was going to be in. Is there is it as big a deal if everybody knows you're going to do something when you finally do it? Yes, yes and no. Uh, because number one, you understand whether whether Suzanne Crouch or Eric Doden or Mike Braun. I mean, granted, we knew they were going to run for governor, but we're the we're the we're the political bubble class. Yes. So we always knew they were going to do it. So for us, it's like that's not really news. But once again, get outside the bubble. We have regular people who don't necessarily pay attention to stuff like we do twenty four hours, twenty four seven. So for them, it, it's it's a bigger news story. I want to I want I want to ask you about. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. However, I I did think it was interesting that Suzanne Crouch announced officially announced the morning of Mike Braun's announcement. Okay, so I want to ask you about Suzanne Crouch in detail in a second because I thought the the response to her was very interesting, and I thought her response was very interesting. But first, okay, so like let's say theoretically, because the rumors are out there, Mitch Daniels is, could be pondering a run for Senate. I would think if Mitch Daniels comes out and says, I'm running for U.S. Senate, that is the lead story on every news agency in the entire state. It makes national news, whatever. Is Suzanne Crouch or Mike Braun declaring, yes, it's a news story. Obviously, the news stations are running it. But is it a news story that anybody outside of us really cares about, or is it just a news filler? Um, I think it's a little bit, I think it's technically it's a little bit of both. Uh, I will say this. The fact that Mike Braun is leaving the Senate has garnered national yeah. attention, like Politico, the Washington Post, New York Times, and, and Washington Examiner, all the sort of the national, the national press. Because once he leaves, it opens up the door for Jim Banks, for Victoria Sparks, yeah. which which sets up the whole dominoes Jenga uh, effect, political effect thing. So from that perspective, I do think I do think it is a news story, and I'll give them credit for getting it in before Christmas, because after Christmas the news cycle basically shuts down. So there's a theory from some people that they declare they being obviously Doden has been in for a while and we'll get to him in a second but that they declared and filed before Christmas so that they could fundraise because the long session is coming up explain why that's important and why that affects fundraising uh because uh you can't technically you can't fundraise uh if you're a state candidate uh during the legislative session that's sort of, that's sort of the the generic rule that if, if you are a state senator a state house rep or you are running for any sort of statewide office yeah, correct you, yeah you can't fundraise yeah and the premise on that is well the session is when the favors get doled out and we don't want people running taking money at a time when favors are getting doled out because i don't know that seems kind of silly to me like <laughs> These these people have their favors taken care of well in advance, right? Like I said, what's the difference between fundraising on January eighth and, and then January 9th? Well, I've, right. I've, I've never fully under understood right. that. Right, but, uh, but I, is, I, there, I, is there any theory, is there any re uh, reality to that that they did this so that they could raise money ahead of the session? Um, technically, you, you you could because, like I said, once again, it's it's before session. You got a couple of weeks, but once again, I'm not really sure how many people are going to be given money at this time of year yeah. because they got Christmas presents they got it. Yeah, and the sort of people they're asking for money for got expensive Christmas presents yeah, to exactly. buy. They're not, uh, <laughs> you know, shopping at the same place as I shop at. Uh, okay, so Suzanne Crouch, this is interesting. She... Oh, by the way, you're listening to State House Happenings. That's my today. job, and I know <laughs> when I want to play the commercial. You stay in your own lane, buddy. Hey, you got to refresh every seven minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're listening to State House Happenings. I'm Rob Kendall. He's Abdul Akeem Shabazz. Your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. So I thought it was fascinating. Suzanne Crouch has been asked multiple times by many people how in a Republican primary... Because, first of all, let me ask you this. Were you surprised at how Suzanne Crouch came out and said, I'm the conservative, 
I'm pro-family, I'm pro-faith, I'm this, I'm that. Were you surprised at how, in a person who has spent her entire political life as a member of the establishment, she was all in on being a conservative in the messaging? No, not really, because it's a it's a Republican primary these guys got to get through. Yeah, but is, gonna, she's going to alienate your donor friends. Well, no, which is they're why, not going to like that. Which is why uh, Mike Braun has uh, taken certain votes against, like the Marriage Safety Act, because you know the same-sex marriage conservatives, you know, ideological conservatives aren't crazy about it. That's why I would argue he did that. Uh, you got Suzanne Crouch about you know schools and parents sort of being in charge of children's education. You got Eric Doden basically about rural Indiana. So th- this is all a fight for for the Republican primary voter is, is what this is right now. Now, now, granted too. You also got uh, over a year and a half yeah. before the May before the May primary, but everybody's sort of right now just sort of staking out their claims. So she clearly um, she tr- or clearly tried to say, "Look, I am a conservative. I'm a this. I'm a that." And I was now again. You know, I've talked about this many times. Social media is not real life, but I do think it is an interesting. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sample size in a in a especially when we're talking about somebody who has to win a primary because the sort of people that you, like-minded people tend to hang around each other on social media, right? I mean, like people who, and that's natural, whether you're liberal, conservative, moderate, I hang out with- You tend to seek out uh, views that justify your world point of view. Now, I hang out with you on social media, which some people say is an egregious mistake, but by and large, you hang out with people who view the world the same way you view it. The- the people that run in my circle, which I would tend to say, and I think it's safe to say, are conservative slash libertarian-esque people, they weren't buying any of the Suzanne Crouch, I'm a conservative, I'm a this, I'm a that. And I was a little bit surprised at how vocal people were already. Is that going to be a problem for her? Because let's face it, she doesn't have an answer yet. She was on with Hammer and Nigel. She was on with Tony. She didn't have a good answer yet about why she was silent Suzanne on all the Holcomb stuff and then comes out and says, hey, look at me, I'm a conservative. Well, actually, it's relatively easy. You can say, if, if you're a lieutenant governor, what I would have recommended Suzanne do is like, look, you know what, folks? No, do the governor agree on everything? No, but we keep our differences behind closed doors. I express my opinion. I'll let the governor know what I think. That's why he asked me to be his lieutenant governor. But at the end of the day, he's governor. Yeah, but but and that's fine. She has the right to do that. But you don't get to say, oh, I'm a champion of this, and I'm a that, and I'm a blah, 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 blah. When you did, not only was she, she nothing, she was a cheerleader for him. You And that's fine. She has every right to be a cheerleader for all the stuff Holcomb's done. But there is see, a, but, but, but the she actually, like, like, well, people aren't going to be very upset about that. You see, but at the same time, though, and this kind of goes back to, uh, to my good friend, who I love like my little brother, Rob Kendall's sort of sort of area, sort of festivist area of grievances yes. with the, the Hulk administration. To me, this was all settled and done back in 2020. When Eric won re-election, all these issues were basically pretty much done but, and settled. But they, they were settled in a general election in the sense of, yes, many, 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 many hundreds of thousands of Democrats crossed over to offset the hundreds of thousands of Republicans who walked away to vote for Rainwater. I don't dispute that at all. The problem is the hundreds of thousands of people who crossed over and left Holcomb to vote for Rainwater are going to vote in this Republican primary. So that doesn't do her any any good to go, well, that's settled. It wasn't settled with these people, and she really needs those people's votes. Well, actually, all Suzanne needs is basically 45% of the vote, like 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 I've said before. And now that you've got uh, Mike Braun and Eric Doden, I think she's she's a little bit closer to that. Because once again, if you you look at the Republican primaries— Go back, go back to Richard Murdoch and uh, Dick Luger back in 2012 when Dick Luger lost with 40% of the vote. But go just fast forward, go back two more years to 2010 when Dan Coates won. 
Dan Coates won with guess what? 40% of the vote because everybody in his mother was running in, in that primary at the time. So I would argue that Suzanne, Eric, they, they sort of have 40, 45% of, of the Republican primary vote. The question is, how many other candidates get in? Does that split up the, the, the anti-establishment uh, anti-establishment vote? I um, am torn on this because I don't really like Braun either. I, I think the stuff, the votes he took in the Indiana General Assembly, many of them were highly egregious. So I'm torn on this because I really don't want Crouch to be the governor. And I guess, I guess the... I guess Braun would be better than Crouch. So, and we'll get to Doden here in a minute because he's wholly ridiculous based on his first rollout. Um, but, but the, like, what do I do? Well, I, I don't know here. I guess I'm just going to be an equal opportunity offender the next well, year well, and a half. The other thing, too, is you got a year and a half to make up your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, I think my mind's already kind of been made up, and uh, I don't think because, come the general election I'm going to be swimming uh, in the Republican pool when it comes to governor. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be swayed. Because because you just never know. Like I said, a day in the politics is a lifetime. we got, like, what, five, 600 days between yeah. now and uh, the May 2024 primary? Okay, so I have a... Um, I have an operational question for you because okay. obviously Suzanne Crouch is still the lieutenant governor and she's got to work with Holcomb in some capacity. But based on her attempt at a rollout in which she claimed to have found the it is the Christmas season. So from the famed uh, movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, to have found the strength of 10 conservatives plus two, <laughs> she's going to have to be because Holcomb's not changing, obviously. There's a good chance there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming down the road that conservatives are going to want that Holcomb isn't going to want. Is that going to be weird? I mean, she's going to have to not not, not necessarily come like, out against Holcomb. Not necessarily. It's like when the vice president runs for president. Yeah, I mean, obviously you got your own way of doing things. You you, you appreciate everything that your that your uh, that your or your 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 boss. So I, I use the term boss loosely has done. But say you know what, I'm my own person. We we'll do things a little bit differently. We want to build on the success that we've had in the previous administration and take it from there. So when she was doing various interviews, and and obviously, and we'll be actually we'll be talking to her on Friday. Oh well. So she saved the she saved the best for last. Oh, of course, yes, that's absolutely <laughs> that was uh, that was exactly what I was thinking as well. Um, she made the attempt, and again, based on many of our listeners, when I saw on social media, it wasn't working very well. That well, you know, I'm a conservative, and yeah, there may have been some mistakes made, but I'm a conservative. You can trust me. How long do you go down that rabbit hole before, if you're running her campaign, you go, well, that didn't work. Let's just go full-blown establishment and try to make sure we win, as you said, that 40 45% of the, of the primer. When, when do they pull the plug on that? Because if she keeps trying to be super conservative, there's going to be a bunch of your friends who are going to go, no, we're not doing that. I argue it works until it doesn't. So that's my question. I mean, clearly it didn't go over well amongst the friends that i keep so at some point they're gonna to have to say well this is just a failed strategy how long do you do you go at that because again your buddies they are not going to tolerate that and, and, and you do it until you can't do it anymore that, that that's that's just my my rule how long how, how long how long we do this strategy until it doesn't work it's like baseball like well we'll keep doing this until we until we suck so uh in a nutshell i think that's what's going to happen with with suzanne now once again you know everybody's trying to sort of out conservative everybody's conservative credentials i i worry about that because eventually you you end up talking you end up so far to the right or so far to the left. Okay, you got to come back to the middle because that's where most voters are. Indiana is, is a is a right of center state, so you can't go too far to the right. You also can't go too far to the left. So I think once again, it'll, it'll just basically depends on the strategy. Till they see results, the strategy isn't working anymore. They'll change gears. Yeah, 
is it wrong that I'm kind of excited to see how pathetically pandering these people will get? Because I think it's going to get pretty bad. No, not really. I mean, that's a, that, 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 that's part of what we do, right? We enjoy the, the show, the circus that is politics. And, you know, people will say and do just about anything to get elected. It's a line from Avita. Oh, what a circus. Oh, what a show. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul-Akib Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. There is one other guy in the race. He's been in the race for a while now, Eric Doden. He's from Fort Wayne. And his big response to the um, to these two declaring, Crouch and Braun, was he rolled out a big policy proposal in which essentially he said teachers are better than everyone else and shouldn't have to pay taxes. Um, what about the police? What about the firemen? What I don't know. What about just like regular will, Hoosiers who work every day? I, 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 will, I found I will, that so <laughs> offensive and so pandering. I will give a teacher a tax slash student loan break if they teach at a, at a at a difficult school. If, for example, not I'm not talking about you no know, Carmel. Clay, yeah, right. But I'm talking about like, no, you're teaching like you know inner city, you know 42nd Post Road, you know going to work every day in a bulletproof vest and doing that sort of thing. Okay, that I could see maybe yeah. giving you a tax break or a student loan break. But you got to be you got to be either poor urban students like rural Appalachia. That that to me makes sense because you're like I was thinking about this driving into work today. You're a teacher. What is a teacher? Do you qualify? I mean, you're uh, not to belittle what you do, but you're, you know, a part-time teacher. I mean, it's a side job for you. Should you not have to pay taxes? Is it just K through 12? Why is K through 12 better than, you know, college? I mean, this is just, it's and, just. And, it's, and here's the other thing too. What about dual credit? Because what? I teach for Ivy Tech in high schools. Yeah, perfect. So th- this <laughs> is my point. It's like, it's like, why can't we just have a policy? I call it legalized vote buying in this state. These policies are legalized vote buying and this happens all the time you this guy's been running this guy doden has been running for governor for an entire year and that's the big policy proposal why can't you have a policy that helps everyone like well, why am i less than a teacher i contribute to the economy i show up to work every day i pay my taxes why am i not as good as a teacher because you're not dealing with other people's bratty children yes you are have never. you seen the phone calls and emails i get i'm dealing never, with plenty of ratty never, people never, I, will, I will i'll apologize i'll take that step back <laughs> I mean, it's just. I'll take a step back on that. Why why can't we just have policies that benefit everyone? I think think you can. You just do them differently. Because I'll tell you what, I went in that one policy from a guy who said, okay, I'm mildly interested in what this guy has to say, and let's see, because I clearly am not fans of the other two, to, I'm out on you. You had an entire year. And that's what you got, something that's going to benefit a very select few. It ain't going to do nothing for me. <laughs> thanks. I think it's a little bit more than that, but I see your point. Yeah, thanks. Hey, we agree on something. <laughs> okay, so uh, right it's now. A, a, if, a festivist miracle. <laughs> when, um, when do people start making up their mind in a Republican primary for governor? Like, is this? I would say people, are, people right, I would say right now. Unless you're like in a, in the in the Doden camp or in the Broad camp or in the Suzanne Crouch camp, 
like, okay, okay, she's running for governor. That's nice. And then you're going to forget about yeah, it until right. 2024. Okay. So right now, what are these people? Is it all fundraising and the uh, rubber chicken circuit? It's, it's fundraising. It's the rubber chicken and pea circuit. It's, you know, going around talking to county chairman, you know, donors, you know, the, the, the activist advocate crowd. That, that's what they're going to be doing for the next year. All right, let's uh, transition over to the U.S. Senate race very briefly. Um, there are a whole bunch of – is Mitch, Dan- Mitch Daniels not running for U.S. Senate, is he? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, that's like the rumors that he's pondering that. Is that just something he's having fun with? Saying, oh, I'll get my name in the news for a probably, couple Probably days. think about it, but then I don't think he'll do it. Why would he want that job? Mitch Daniels is a doer. Why would he want that job? He'd be in the minority party in the United States Senate. And he had to deal with 100 people who yeah. all think they can be president. Exactly. And he's he knows, he walks in there knowing he's already smarter than 90% of those people, and he's got to listen to them and deal with them. So we don't think that's legitimate. But the Sparts put out a uh, – Victoria Sparts, Congresswoman, put out a press release saying she will – Make the choice January, in, February in of next year. January. Look, and again, I get I'm a different voter from many people, but there's nothing more arrogant to me than saying, well, I told you just two years ago that I really wanted this job and I just ran for re-election again telling you I really wanted this job. But now that there's potential for another job, I'll let you know in a month whether I really want this job. You said you wanted the other job. No, but, yeah, but, no, but you, you no, don't no. even know where the bathrooms are yet. You've only been there two years, and now you thought, well, I'm the most qualified for this job, too. No, but no, but, but at the same time, though, I would be, if you, if you didn't take a look at the at the opportunity, uh, I, I think probably a little bit less of you. Because I kind of like sort of aggressive assertiveness and sort of people you know, taking taking a challenge. How about an opportunity to serve the taxpayers, which is what you said you wanted to do? Well, it, she, well she still can. <laughs> Just as just as U.S. senator, as opposed to a, as opposed to a congresswoman. So you've accomplished nothing in the job you said you want, wanted, and now, well, there's another job over here, so I'll just uh, hop over there. I mean, what about me again? Why don't we ever benefit? It's always, what will the politician do? Where will this person go? This and that. And I, I think we benefit all the time. Uh, just for the nature of this conversation. Yeah. Here. Well, most people aren't like us. They don't have radio shows that they can earn a living <laughs> talking about this stuff. I just, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way that these people are like the world will wait for my announcement. I'll let you know in January. Also, also, it makes sense to do it in January, February, because right now no one's really paying attention. Yeah, because it's, it's holiday season, and people got to get through the get, like. Let me get through the first of the year before we start talking this stuff. We talked about this yesterday. Same thing with Jim Banks, right? It's like just a month ago you wanted to be a leader in the U.S. House, and you didn't get that. So now, well, it's on to the next job. I mean, okay, so because you didn't get what you wanted, I'm going to take my ball and well, not go home. I'm going to try to go to the the U.S. Senate. Just a month ago, you really wanted to be a leader in the U.S. House. And now, well, I guess I'll run for Senate. Well, but but if it didn't work out, it's like, hey, so where can I do my constituents, Hoosiers, the most good? Can I stay here uh, in the House, or can I run for the U.S. Senate? It's never a decrease in uh, office. I've never noticed that, like, Jim Banks isn't pondering maybe the most good is as a township trustee somewhere. It's always elevating the person in question. Uh, it's never elevating, the, again, the taxpayer. Well, I would say going from senator to governor is probably a, a step, a, a half step down. You think so? Uh, give or take. You think Braun is taking a step down being a chief executive? I would say he's taking a step over. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, all right, uh, this is uh, Statehouse Happenings. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's talk about you for a second. <laughs> so you you have an announcement of some sort, something. What's going on? What's happening? Well, I got permission, and the only person I would ever get permission from to do this is to form an exploratory committee for a mayoral run. So you asked your wife, may I form an exploratory committee to run? After her birthday party Sunday. <laughs> By the way, thank you for inviting us to your uh, wife's birthday. That was a ton of fun. Thank you. She had a good time. She yeah. was totally surprised, had no 
idea that was going on. And now I know why you were being so nice. <laughs> it's all coming together. Say, hey, Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. So. Uh, was this now knowing you? Was this on the drive home that you asked, or uh... no? I asked her while while we were there. <laughs> Got to strike while the iron is. Amongst, and I noticed several of your dearest friends were at her birthday party, so that was very nice <laughs> of, of course, you. Of course they were. Oh uh, yeah. So what's happening? Uh, I'm going to put together an exploratory committee. Uh, make something, probably do something official. I like it. Uh, after Christmas. I like it. Um, and by doing by putting together an exploratory committee, you can raise money. You, uh -huh. can, you can talk to people and do a bunch of other things. Uh, and then I don't have to make a final decision until like February 6th. I want to say that's the filing. Great. That's the filing deadline. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So now the big question is, do you want $100 or more from me or do you want $99 from me? And let's see, I'm going to see what your answer is. Uh, and then we'll, we'll laugh about why I asked that question. I will take as much as you're willing to give. Really? Me. You're going to publicly own that we are friends. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, the, so I mean, I, I think it's, here's my thing. Um, I'm a public figure. Yeah. I've been a public figure all my adult life in one capacity or another since like 1992 when I was an anchor person back in DeKalb, Illinois doing student Under television. another name? Yeah, under, as, as Jonathan Wallace doing, doing television <laughs> news. Whether it was Bloomington, Illinois, Springfield, uh, St. Louis. It's going to be tough to dig up dirt on you because they got to look through two names. Well, that too. Uh, also, what they have to do is every, everything I've done before, and I kind of talked to my wife about this. It's like, well, Sonny, what about all the stuff you've written over, over the years? Like, sure. yeah, I wrote it. Are you going to get rid of it? Like, no. Why? Because it's part, you. It's, it's me. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of like trying to erase your past. I love that. And and go through. I like, love that. It's like trying to go through the witness protection program. We're going to give you a new name, yeah. new identity. You know, like no. I mean, I did it. I said it. Now, do I still think that? No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, what what are we, what exactly are we talking about here? But in a world of political correctness, in which everybody, it seems like, once they run for public office, r loses a sense of their identity. I think that is phenomenal because that's what we need in leadership is that people who are not afraid to stand up for what they believe in and say, look, the world, we should laugh at ourselves in this world. We should laugh at other people if they deserve to be laughed at in this world. Not in a cruel sense, but if you're being ridiculous. And that's mostly what you have done is laughed at yourself and the ridiculous. My favorite movie is Blazing Saddles. Yes. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about yours truly, I don't know what does. I love this. And that's what this city needs right now, desperately, is a leader who is not afraid of who they are or what they want to do and is going to stand up in front of people and say, here's where we need to go and here's why we need to go there and I'm the person to take is there. Now, the reason I asked you that was... If I give you less than $100, you don't have to put my name on the form, right? If it's $100 or more, you got to say, Rob Kendall gave me $100. Yeah. All right. Then I'm I'm in. And I, Abdul is the first establishment <laughs> person who's not a publicly afraid to say that we're friends. So I really got to hang on to him. Well, exactly. Because like I said, once again, it, it's one thing if your friend turns up to be like a, no, a, a Holocaust-denying election denier. Right. Sure. Like, whoa, 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 dude. Uh -uh, no, no, we used to be, but we're right. not, not friends anymore. Or you do something like criminal. Right. But 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 you're not. So like you got an opinion. I'm just a a law abiding radical right wing Republican. Yeah. Now just like I just got friends who are law abiding radical left wing Democrats. Now here is the question for you: What are you going to look at? Because you've looked at all your data, you've looked at all the election results. You're forming this exploratory committee. What are you, you got a month, right? It's not like you've got because the filing deadline is early February. Yeah. Right. You've got a month. What are you going to look at in a month that you don't already see? Uh, How many of your rich friends say okay? I'm going to, uh, going to do the 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 quote unquote lecture 
circuit. Oh, is this where you go and say you should support me because? Uh, it's, it's talk to people, you know, listen to what their ideas are. Here's what my ideas are for the city. What do you guys think? You guys got an idea that you think might be a good idea? Yeah. And just sort of so go around Marion County sort of talking to people over there and also uh, possibly uh, raise some money and do some more polling. Yeah. I love that you're running because. No, I'm not running to. Uh, well, you're testing the water. That's true. Yes. Let me. Let, I love that you're. Let me rephrase it. I love that you're forming an exploratory committee because I've pondered for almost a year now what it would look like. It's one of those things where I, there's part of me that can see it, but there's a big part of it that's like, I just, I can't see it, but I want to see it. And I feel like we're getting close. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I was at an event uh, yesterday for a little bit over at the Columbia Club. It was the House Republican Campaign Committee big fundraiser, and I started to kind of poke my head in. Probably not a Wendy's bag in sight over there would be my guess. No. No, not, 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 not Wendy's. There's Wendy McNamara, but no Wendy's, no Wendy's bag. Um I remember just talking to some people like, hey, Abdul, I heard you thinking about me running for mayor. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. It's like, oh, my God, that would be so much fun to watch. It would be great to watch. But here's the thing, and we got about 40 seconds left here. It would be great for the city because I genuinely think on the key issues that matter most, and the number one thing is crime and getting homelessness and drug use and cleaning up the city, I think you'd be an A-plus candidate. And also, uh, one thing, too, I think would help me also is I have relationships with the people on the other end of Market Street. Yeah. Because I've known those guys for almost 20 years. What do you mean by that? Real quick, 20 seconds. Um, we have, I, it's easier to talk to a Todd Houston, a, a yeah. Matt Lamb, and a Greg Stewart. Like, hey, guys, here's what we need in Indianapolis. Can you help us out? Yeah. And not only does it help out the city of Indianapolis, it also helps municipalities in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I, I love this. I hope you do it. And uh, another uh, another time to say thank you for doing State House Happenings. Uh, great job as always, my friend. Hey, thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, and be sure to bookmark his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. From Abdul Kim Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.